Welcome all to this episode of our podcast series on the subject of specialist bar associations. My name is Ali Ziad. I am a practicing barrister and I'm very pleased to be your host for this podcast. And I'm very pleased to introduce our guest for today's show that's here to represent the Employment Bar Association, Lauren Tennyson, Barrister at Law. Lauren is, of course, a practicing barrister. Uh, She was called to the bar in 2007. She has worked as an adjudicator and mediator for the Residential Tenancies Board and most importantly, For today's purposes, Lauren is a specialist in employment litigation. A very warm welcome to you, Lauren. Thank you very much, Ali. So the first question, Lauren, uh, is what led you to practice in employment law? Well, I guess um, I studied law in Trinity College in Dublin. And when it came to third and fourth year, uh, we had the option of choosing certain law subjects. And there were an array of subjects that we could choose from. And one of them uh, that I decided to go for was uh, labour law, as it was known um, then. I'm not sure if it's changed um, since then to employment and equality law, but it was labour law in, in Trinity. And it was the one uh, subject that I really took an interest in. And I think it's probably because, you know, at that point I'd had various uh, jobs and experiences whereby I felt perhaps there was a lack of justice or fairness in the way I might have been treated um, in in particular jobs or, you know, and and also I suppose it was an opportunity to learn um, some of the entitlements and the rights uh, that... um, we have in employment law legislation. So that was my opening to employment law. And it was really from there and studying at King's Inns, the Barrister at Law degree course, and then coming down to the bar and trying to find a a master. And at that point, when I look back at my, I suppose, at Trinity and and what the, the various subjects that I'd covered, the one that stood out was labor law or employment law. And I then uh, went about trying to find a master who specialised in employment law, which I did. So I suppose that's my overview and, and, and um, of my, my journey um, to practising in employment law. And it is, it is such an interesting area of the law, I think, employment law, because it, ha- has, it coincides with a very rich history, I think, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, when you look at Ireland and the trade union movement and um, some of the... Um, the area that we covered in 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 Trinity or in the subjects was that and um, the industrial relations movement and the employment rights that have developed as well and there's countless amounts of acts and legislation and and statutes um that cover the various employment law rights that we're all affected by whether you're an employee or you're on you're the employer as well and it's very important for both sides of that coin to be aware of their rights um whether they're an employee wants to enforce them, but also from the point of view of an employer perspective, um, being aware of the, the the law and how it applies to them, um, depending on whether it's a big multinational or a small or medium sized enterprise. Absolutely. And it's it's such an important thing, I think, because most people, of course, barristers in Ireland are sole traders, but I, I, I don't believe most people practice as sole traders or work off their own uh, on their own, most people. I'm not n- entirely sure of the statistics on it, but mm-hmm. most people would be an employee yes. or an employer absolutely. of some description. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. So, 
um, from both perspectives, you know, employment law, whilst you might not think of it in those terms, or whilst I think most employees don't think of entitlements and rights. And um, in fact, on a day to day basis, that's what it is, you know, whether you're, you're, you're paid your wages correctly and on time, whether you're getting your public holiday entitlements, your annual leave entitlements. Um, and then there's also the equality issues that come into to play as well. So it, it is important, um, you know, from, from both sides, as I've said, in that regard. In that respect, there's, there's, there's always interesting things occurring in employment law generally. And are there any interesting or upcoming developments in employment law that you might be aware of? Well, actually, I mean, in recent times, in recent years, there's been, uh, you know, a plethora of developments and legislative changes across various aspects of employment law. So just a couple of examples to give you what the first is in relation to the statutory sick pay scheme. And that will require employers to uh, provide statutory sick pay to qualifying employees. So that's uh, quite a big um, development and change. And I think it's been in it's been in the media in recent years. And um, the second then is in relation to gender pay gap reporting. There will be a positive obligation on employers um, to provide that information in relation to the differences in pay uh, between females and males um, in so the workplace. And another one that comes to mind is uh, whistleblowing. And there's an EU directive which Ireland hasn't yet transposed. They've gone beyond the deadline of of putting it in place. But there will be extensive, uh, once it comes to pass and once the the national legislation is put into place, um, which extends upon the existing law in relation to uh, the protection of whistleblowers. Um, So... There's a lot of developments coming down the track. You know, some of them, they're influenced um, by EU law um, and then others are, I suppose, um, somewhat um, in line with societal developments and changes as well. So, uh, you know, that's another aspect of employment law that it it moves with the times. And um, so there are three that that come to mind. I remember when I was uh, studying the law of torts, in UCC, I had a lecturer who always used to describe the law as a moving target. And I think that certainly is is apt mm-hmm. in the context of employment law. It's always changing. It is. It Every is. week you read something in the papers about it changing. That's it. And I think, you know, with with employment law barristers who, who specialize in the area, we're working in the area on a, on a day-to-day basis, certainly at the bar. Um, where collegiality is a very important aspect of what we do. Barristers, um, you know, we share information. Uh, we have access to the barristers who are involved in, in cases in the Supreme Court and High Court that you read about in the newspapers. And so from the employment bar perspective, having the access um, to that knowledge um, is extremely uh, is extremely important, and in terms of the offering that we can give to um, the general public and to our solicitors and other stakeholders um, as well. It really is a rich place, the law library and the bar in general. It's very important and a unique place in the sense that it's it's a very easy place to keep up to date on the law due to that collegiality and and, and that people share information. Uh, so willingly. 
I can only imagine that in the context of the Employment Bar Association, that that will be the purpose in many respects of the Employment Bar Association. Well, the Employment Bar Association, of, of which I'm on the committee and uh, I previously um, served as a secretary, initially it was set up with a view to barristers having a forum whereby we could share information and share knowledge and also it was for junior barristers as well to have access and um, to more senior barristers and um, which is another very important um, part of it. From there it, it, it has developed in terms of the offerings that we have and that we give to our membership which is comprised of barristers. You, you must be a practicing barrister to be a member of the association. And our target, um, I suppose, group of barristers are those who specialize in employment law. Great. I'd like to know about what is on the association's agenda in uh, the, the upcoming months. In relation to the agenda, um, it's quite a busy agenda. One of the initiatives that the original committee came up with was to have breakfast briefings. So breakfast briefings take place around breakfast time. So it's before everyone um, starts off in the morning and, you know, those who are in court or in in the employment law area, um, we practice in the Workplace Relations Commission, as well as the Labour Court, which are the employment forum for employment law and disputes under the statutory framework. So that was something I think it was probably, I might be corrected by another uh, specialist association, but I I believe that the Employment Bar Association was the first to um, initiate the the breakfast briefings. And so they, they take place every three to four weeks. And we have a barrister deliver a short paper in relation to recent developments in the law. So for example, yesterday morning, one of our um, senior colleagues provided an overview on a recent Supreme Court decision that was only uh, delivered last week. So it's a very quick turnaround, but it's what we seek to do. It's It's so that we can all keep up to date um, with the developments that are happening on the ground um, in the civil courts, as well as uh, before the employment uh, fora. And um, it's it's great to have such a rich um, group of people with um, incredible knowledge and experience and exposure um, to the cases, whether they're acting in those cases or they know co- the colleagues who are involved in the cases as well. In terms of the agenda, uh, we have the breakfast briefings, which will continue um, over the next six to nine months. We will have our annual general meeting. And in that, um, we have a barrister who gives us an overview or a roundup of all of the developments over the past year. And we also have our annual dinner. And so we like to have a bit of social as well, at least uh, once a year that's coming up. And we have an annual conference, which is an open invite. It's not um, closed to barristers only. It is to all interested parties. So such as solicitors, human resource uh, professionals and any other um, academics or other um, stakeholders who might have an interest in employment law. And we would have around seven to eight speakers deliver a paper in relation to an employment law area. So 
off the top of my head, they're the main things which are on the agenda. And I suppose uh, another aspect which is in train or is in um, certainly in discussion at committee meetings is perhaps extending our offering to a more external group of people. Recently, we had what was called the Spring Series and that was an open webinar to anyone who wanted to uh, join it. And that included members of the public as well. So that was a great opportunity to showcase barristers um, who specialize in this area. Um, and, you know, I think sometimes um, the public uh, don't really know actually what barristers do and how we operate and how, how it works and that we are humans <laughs> behind the title. So you mentioned uh, webinars uh, there and I was I was thinking about this breakfast briefing that you do. Has that been in person or is it virtual? Yesterday's was both in person and also it was uh, remotely too, so people could could tune in. So it's the best of both worlds, so the hybrid model, I think, as they're calling it. But I mean, certainly the remote um, world and developments which have came about as a result of COVID, they have had an impact on um, how, you know, business is done. I think that's across the board and not just um, for the employment bar or barristers in general. Um, so, you know, we see now that, you know, a lot of meetings are being held remotely and in the employment fora, the Workplace Relations Commission, some of the hearings are being held remotely and some of them are now in person. The Labour Court are mainly in person at the moment and the civil courts are a mixture of, of both as well. So it's it's been interesting to kind of, I suppose, see, um, or it will be interesting rather to see how that will play out, whether it will go back to the, you know, the default will be in person or whether there there will be a mixture of both. We'll have to wait and see. And the final question I have for you today, Lauren, is how do people get involved with the association? Um, so we have a website. The website is employmentbar.ie for anyone who is interested in finding out who we are what we do. There's also uh, information in relation to the events that we hold and uh, our membership. So if a barrister wants to join the Employment Bar Association, they can do so by joining online through our website. We have a presence on Twitter and uh, we also advertise some of our events on, on LinkedIn. But in terms of actually getting involved, those who join have a presence on the on the website. So when you look onto the website, there is a section that shows who is a member of the Employment Bar Association. And so that gives, you know, again, it showcases the um, various barristers who specialize and practice in employment law. And you can link in, in then to their um, law library presence, as well as uh, any other social media presence that they might have. So that's how barristers uh, get involved um, with the Employment Bar Association. As I've said, you do have to be a practicing barrister to, to be a member. Um, we'll have to see. There may be a day that that changes. Who knows? But for now, that's that that's the the eligibility criteria to join the um, the Employment Bar Association. 
in terms of people who want to attend the conference that's advertised um, through the Bar Council um, and through whichever social media or other outlets so that people can um, sign up or, or register to, to attend. Great. That brings us to the end of today's show. I'd like to thank the Bar of Ireland for supporting the production of this podcast series. I'd also like to thank Andrew Bradley for all his work behind the scenes. And last but certainly not least, I'd like to extend my sincere gratitude to you, Lauren Tennyson, for taking time out of your busy schedule uh, and joining us today for the show. If you'd like to contact the show or any of our guests, please visit the Law Library website at www.lawlibrary.ie. If you'd like to contact the Employment Bar Association, as Lauren outlined, uh, the website is www.employmentbar.ie. Please keep an eye out for our upcoming episodes where we will hear from representatives from some of the other specialist bar associations, which I'm sure will be an interesting and intriguing listen. Thank you very much indeed and slongafo. Mm-hmm.